0: Coming at you from the great state of Texas, once again, it is the Lone Star Meeple Podcast. To my right, we have the Red Meeple, Alex. How's it going, folks? To my left, we have the Green Meeple, Michael. How are y'all doing? And myself, the Blue Meeple, Sean. Once again, we are the Texas Lone Star Meeple Podcast.
1: How's it going, folks, out there in... uh... Radio land? Podcast, land? podcast Land. Podcast land? Yeah. land. Is there actually a difference between Radio Land and Podcast Land? It's newer. It's, it's, yeah. new, it's newer. <laughs> it's fresh. It's rancier. The paint's freshly painted. It's all digital. Nice. Mm. So, first first podcast ever. What do you guys think? Excited? I huh? hope it goes I, well. I
0: hope so. Yeah. Alright, so if you're <laughs>
1: listening to this, stay to the end. You already started it. No point in backing out now.
0: Yeah, right. Sorry. You're probably driving anyway, so. Yeah, you're so, stuck now. Don't
1: text
2: <laughs> and drive.
0: Don't, don't text and drive. Just listen to the uh, Lone Star People podcast. That's right.
2: Well, introduce ourselves. We're three three good friends that have been playing board games together for four or five years. Too no. long. Yeah. Too long.
0: Thank you. It's, it's been a joy for me as well. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. So, uh, guess we became friends playing one of the most hated games, Risk, but the Legacy version. So that made so it, it all better. better.
0: That does make it way better. I remember when you told me too. You're like, oh, we're gonna play a uh, Risk Legacy. My, my, at first, I was like, ah eh, is that what we're doing? Okay. I was like, and I just moved here, so I'm Don't like, worry, okay, I, 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 re, I regret it, too. I, yeah, <laughs> thanks. And that's what I, what I was only living here for, what, like a year at that yeah. point? So I was just like, all right, well, I guess so. You can be my friends now. I want to play Risk, so they're probably terrible people.
2: But, but yeah, like, if
1: you, you want to make friends with people, grab a copy of Risk Legacy. Play,
2: play it right. to the end. Yeah, you'll down le- in Australia.
1: You'll either, you'll either be best friends or worst enemies by the end of it.
0: That, yeah.
1: Either way, you, it's a win. It,
0: it, yeah, it, yeah. It, and it is actually a lot of fun. I was surprised. And that was actually my first Legacy game ever. Like I've never played a Legacy game. Prior it was to my that. first one as well.
1: I played Pandemic Legacy with a different group and was really excited about Risk Legacy because growing up, Risk was one of my favorite games ever.
2: Uh, we've played several Legacy games together since then. We started Charterstone it started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we started it.
0: Yeah, we were there. Gloomhaven.
2: <laughs> Gloomhaven, yeah. I was through playing Gloomhaven. Would you right.
0: consider that legacy, though, or campaign? Yes. You tear cards It's a legacy You, game. you tear cards. Really? So we can like turn another one of your games into a legacy game? So all I have to do is rip up the cards? Yes. Is that how that works? Can you go grab me his uh, Tyrant of the Underdark? We're going to make it a sweet. legacy game. Those right. up the cards. Chaos of the Old World. Legacy. Yeah, you know, legacy game. Man. What
1: you don't understand is there's a swift kick to the balls every, <laughs> for every torn card.
0: you're going to start with Michael we're only going to rip up one card. No, 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 we're good. We're good. All right. Okay.
1: So, we've been playing for about five games. We're mainly, I would say we're definitely Cult of the New. Yeah,
2: we do enjoy new games. We do often have a new game in the mail or on the porch uh, in one of our collections. Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that qualified us to be podcasters. I
2: sure. don't think. Let's yeah.
0: go with
1: that. I think that's 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 our qualifications, right? We I have, have yeah, we yeah. have lots of games. Now we want to talk about games. We do.
0: We also fall into that trap that especially like enthusiasts, the game enthusiasts fall into whereas we buy games, it's like, Yes, it's got this amazing game and then it sits on the shelf. And it no, sits well. on the shelf. And then I wind up selling the game or trading it for something else, never having played it. I don't I
1: I don't agree with you because I don't know about the people up in podcast land, but we have a rule. We always play the game once. We'll play all your dumb games once.
0: <laughs> Not a dumb game. Okay, well, some of those wound up going to half-price books, and we never got to play them the once. That's sad.
2: Well, bring them to the table more.
0: I did. I didn't want really to play that.
1: All right, so since we're going back in time, what games got you into the hobby? What are your, what are your most nostalgic... Most mem- 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 memorable, memorable, yes. Memorable.
2: Um, my family. I grew up playing board games. Like we always had a shelf full of board games. We had the classic ones as well. But one of the ones I remember most is one. One of my good friends had HeroQuest, and we'd play it. I'd go over to his house. We'd play HeroQuest all the time. We'd make up our own dungeons and do the dungeon crawl, and it was so much fun. HeroQuest was great. That I remember on that. I
0: still remember the kind of remember the commercial for that. I remember seeing that. I was like, that's.
1: Ever. There was uh, a there was a follow there was one called Dragon Quest too, right? There was like a copy of that? I think so. I remember that one more than Hero Quest. Oh yeah. Yeah, for some reason I remember Dragon Quest, not Hero Quest.
2: Yeah, but that's one of the first like hobby games that I ever remember playing. Not I mean, we always played the classic Monopoly and Sorry yeah. and Risk and things like that growing up. But Hero Quest was one of the first that I remember that Say I grew up also with two brothers
1: and all we did was compete with each other. So we played a heck out of risk and Monopoly. Very competitive, brutal, bloodthirsty Monopoly. Um but what the first game that was not Milton Bradley was Magic the Gathering. I think you also Yeah,
0: that was what that was what started me up. That was like in high school. I mean So I yeah. never I mean Monopoly and stuff before that, but no one in my family like really gamed. There was a buddy of mine in high school that you kinda of, like was just showing me how to play Magic and then Oh, God, I wish I would have kept those cards. I think I started playing in, like, 1993.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Around that time, yeah. I was at KB Toys when those still existed. (laughs) And there was a pack of Magic cards. And I'm from Bronzeville, Texas, so there's no gaming in Bronzeville, Texas. But there was a pack of Magic. I thought it was a Magic trick. So I bought it thinking it was, like, some sort of card trick or something. I looked through the cards and I was like, (laughs) This trick is stupid. yeah, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I was like, blue, red, what? Dragons? It wasn't... My brother was going to Austin, and he said that all the kids would be in the playing magic all the time, so he's actually the one that taught us how to play when he came to visit one, one summer, and that's how that's how I got into into board games. Yeah. I did was... play a
2: tiny bit of magic. Uh, there was a kid in my Boy Scout trip that had the magic cards, and he would bring them on camping trips, and we'd play together, and I learned a little bit, but I was like, I never, I never got into it. Oh,
0: I didn't. I was like all in so, on that for years. I had tournaments... At the whole nine, I think, for a solid, like, six years. See, to the point where, like, when it fell off is when I got rid of my cards. Because like, no one was playing anymore. Like, And now those cards that I had, like, literally w- are worth, like, a fortune.
1: Well, I transitioned from Magic to Vampire the Masquerade. or It was called Jihad at first. Then Vitas. And from the World of Darkness. I have never had more fun gaming than playing a five-player game of Vampire the Masquerade. It's not a print game, old game, all card-based. And it was just, it blew my mind how, just with a deck of cards, and I would come to go to tournaments, I came up to Austin once for a tournament, and got like second place. That that was the game where I was all in. I bought, I spent hundreds of dollars that I didn't have on Vampire the Masquerade. I literally
0: just had this vision of Alex, like, dressed as like the goth kids from South Park, (laughs) playing Vampire the Masquerade. Like, just a... So he's not wrong. Was it a CCG as
2: well?
1: Yeah. So, it was, like a CCG. it was a CCG, but then it became more like a living card game.
2: So, there was like sets. So, CCG is collectible card game where yeah. it's random packs, right? Right.
1: So, it, it it started off as a CCG, but then it became more like you can buy just the clan decks. So, you can buy just the Bruja or just the Venture or just the Toyodor. And being with my brothers, we divided it up and like I was this clan and he was this clan and would make feuds with each other. It was Tons of fun.
2: Um, one of the ones that I also had growing up was Scotland Yard. It was a classic one versus mini game. There was one guy who played. Oh, I forget his name. Just the bad guy. I'm sure he had a name in the game, but Mr. Bad Guy. Mr. Bad, bad guy. guy, and everyone else was detectives in Scotland Yard, and it was map of London. And we, all the detectives, had different tickets that they could go. They had taxi. Uh, so passes. he just totally
1: dated himself,
2: by the way. I'm older than both of you shut up <laughs> I had bus passes and subway passes and you have lots of taxis but not very many subways and the object is to find the bad guy Can every go. three to five turns he would have to show you where he is and you're starting to narrow him down either land on him or trap the him. the original
1: fury of dracula
2: yeah and fury dracula and like specter ops and there's several other games of taking the one versus many straight from scotland yard which was one of the original Speldr Jars meters. of Jars. Speldr Jars.
1: So I think this is a game uh, we can all agree Munchkin.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like the the redheaded stepchild of gaming now once you get to a certain level. I think like I guess what am I what are we like level? I'm like a level 15 gamer now, Munchkin. I'm too good for Munchkin. But yeah, that was um, some of the guys that I played Magic with we kind of fell off from it, but they invited me over one night. He was like, "Oh, listen, we're doing a game night, you know, at a buddy of mine's house." He's like, "Come by." I was like, "All right, yeah, it sounds good. You know, why not?" And then you know, it was Munchkin. We played that. You we were and
1: hoping to get something like.
0: I was, yeah. Well, hey, it didn't work out. But, uh, but yeah. you learned Munchkin, but so... I learned Munchkin, so it worked out even... You, know, what... you said something about giving me
1: his Munchkin, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we played that, and I, I, mean, I thought it was cool. I never played anything like that before. I mean, I played Magic, and, but you know, other than that, I never played Pictionary, you know, things I, like that. But... I
1: sadly have to agree with everything he said. It was the game where we went into it, and it was like a torrid love affair. We bought every expansion. I mean, our Munchkin deck was as high as a little three-year-old child. And we had the Laser Munchkin, the Robot Munchkin, the Ninja Munchkin. We had everything Munchkin. And from one day to the next, it's just kind of like, all right, well, I'm done with that. All right.
2: And I missed all of that. There was a brief time period when I was married. My ex didn't enjoy playing board games very much. So I was kind of out of it and that's when Munchkin came out so when I finally got back into board games I was like everyone's Munchkin this, Munchkin that I see it in all the board game stores I was like I want to play Munchkin and when I played it, I'm like so that whole like two year period that y'all spit Munchkin lasted one game for me
0: yeah I mean I very quickly realized though that every game played out the same way it was like nobody does anything until someone's at like level 7 or level 8 and then once someone hits level 9 everyone just constantly uses up all their stuff until to like one stop person them. wins. And then yeah, so I usually call it like person after level nine. They they always win because they get to level nine, everyone blows out their hands to, to stop, to stop it, to and then the next person just goes, Okay, level ten, I yeah, win.
1: Yeah, but Munchkin is something that every gamer needs to go through, I think. That's why it's so popular. At least once. At least once. Yeah. It's like I said, it's the it's the crazy girl that you date for a while and realize, hey, crazy's not for me. Yeah.
2: How is or, your mom, by the way?
1: She's doing fine, thank you. All right. Sons of regards. All
2: right. Um, speaking of games, they're not very good. Uh, that's a nice segue. Yeah, we're... Party games. Sorry, <laughs> Steve Jackson. He doesn't mean it. <laughs> the classic party games, Cranium, categories, Taboo, Encore, we had in our collection growing up, and my parents were our youth pastors, and they hosted a youth group, and so we always had our friends at the house. And even when their friends, my parents' friends came over, we, one of those games came out. Uh, there was also tons of card games that we'd play. Just always just little games like that. Around I never
1: the played party games. It was I always Risk, Monopoly, those Milton Bradley no, type of I games. I would play
0: Scattergories and Pictionary. That was we used to hang out in my boy's basement house. At base basement house, the basement in his house, not his basement house, but the basement in his house. And sure, just really, like in college, <laughs> and we
2: just sons clearly not from Texas. <laughs> I am not,
0: not from Texas. I'm from New York. So we would just hang out in the basement just. Just drink a whole lot and then play a lot of Pictionary.
1: Yeah, Kool-Aid? Yeah, yeah Kool-Aid.
2: <laughs> uh, Scattergories actually got banned at our house when three three brothers are playing the Scattergories. Uh, argumentative, the fights, kind of just I, a little bit.
1: So I can agree with that. I hate in Scattergories where it's like things that can fit in a, or things in a briefcase. And people are like, Bananas.
2: You can put a banana in a briefcase. You can put bad bananas in a briefcase. Yeah. those are That's double points. No.
1: That's what you usually find.
2: I will fight you on this. <laughs> yeah, we always got to get the double word.
0: You huh? did, yeah, I was always... I, I, people would be like, it's uh, bad berries and bananas. I was like, oh, could you stop it? Like, I could just add words and adjectives in, you know, from here until next week and, oh yeah, I got 15 points. We today. did have a rule
2: that it had to be a common use. Like, blue jeans was okay, but a blue marble was not okay. Because blue jeans is a common name, but blue marble's not. Godfather of modern board gaming, Catan. It has its place. I, I look at you with disdain, sir. It does have its place. I'm not saying enjoy playing anymore. But it's a game that got me where I am.
1: You know what? I think it's either you. It, it, it's like a branching tree. You either go the Munchkin route or the Catan route. I was, you're either gonna. I, was, gonna I, was stab, I think you're gonna stab your friends in the back because I did not play Catan until we played. Until I met you guys. Yeah. And when the first time I played, I was like, "This is dumb. Where's all the murder?" Yeah,
0: that was the first time I played Catan too. I yeah, never, I never played so, it beforehand, and at that time, and by then, I was already like jumping into these so, really grandiose, grandiose games. So I play Catan, I was like Yeah, you're
1: either you either go down the munchkin route where yeah. you like stabbing your friends in the back, or you go down the Catan where you're friendly and trading. Oh, how much wood for my shape? But oh. what I
2: loved about Catan is the dice didn't move. Like it wasn't a roll and move. It was the first game I played when I rolled the dice and it did something different. It provided the resources, it gathered um, yeah, it produced all the resources and now I have all these resources in my hand.
1: It was a new use for it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's, that's something that happens with a lot of these games. That's why I like playing new games is figuring out the new ways these designers have of doing things. For example, Blood, uh, Dead of Winter. That game blew my mind the first time I played it. It was actually the game where I went, hey, gaming is more than just... Kind of point salady. Mm. I mean, it was cooperative, which I had never really played a cooperative game in my life. But then you throw the whole traitor, and I'm sitting there going, one of you MFS <laughs> is trying to bring us down, and I'm gonna it's find out. What it's not it me. It's not me. Yeah.
0: It's
2: always Alex. It's always Alex.
1: <laughs> it's always Alex. Wait, no. <laughs> so, and then on top of that, you have all the difficult choices you're making, and then on, you layer that with story, which is something games never had before. Mm-hmm. In my brain, like even Catan, what story does it really tell?
0: No, um, I give you monopoly. You sheep.
1: <laughs> yeah, problem solved. Maybe later tonight. But when did you uh, get a sheep? Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you have wood, I'll give you a sheep. Okay.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, so Dead of Dead of Winter actually told a story of your characters and evolved, and you're running around and. It just blew my mind the first time I played it. And the the trigger cards, Mm -hmm. you're just sitting there waiting for those triggers to come up. You're just sitting there hoping. Most of the time, you're hoping, like, please, scratch your nose so I can read this card. So, for
2: people who don't know, what he's referring to, it's called a crossroads game. And at the beginning of everyone's turn, the next player grabs a crossroads card. And at the very top of it, there's a trigger. Like, if he moves to the police station or if someone dies or takes a wound. But the thing I like is that it's
1: even meta. If he scratches his beard, if he yawns, if you call someone else a traitor. Oh, I mean, that was my yeah, favorite that's card best ever. Thing oh my gosh. Ever. <laughs> we're no spoilers, but those trigger cards you, you are the best thing. I mean, Jonathan Gilmore, make Dead of Winter Legacy. Dead yeah. of Winter Legacy.
0: Yeah, so one of the things that we did, so we talked about Munchkin, it was almost an insane jump because we finished a game of Munchkin. And then my, uh, my friend of mine, he goes, like, oh, hey, let's let's play this. And then he just whips out the scent. And then he puts this big thing down. I was like, okay. And no. Is it,
1: they're both dungeon crawlers.
0: It, yeah, sure. Munchkin's a dungeon crawler. I mean, it is. Like, it is. It yeah, a tick, technically. Kick down, it, kick down the door, kill the, monster. the, door, <laughs> the monster. I will monster. go looking for trouble. Yeah. But, you yeah, know, then he, he takes out the scent. And we did, uh, it was more just, like, skirmishes. We never did, like, a full campaign of it. But that one, I mean, honestly, I didn't get that into Descent I don't know why like I just couldn't really like to me like yeah. I was playing it and I was like I'd rather just play D&D well you're well that's the point that it's easy D&D you don't
1: want to read you don't want to read five different handbooks of how to play your character you don't want to buy five thousand different minis I mean it came in a box but I'm thinking you're thinking Descent 1.0 right like the oh original. yeah this was
0: back in like
1: 2005 mm-hmm. so when I played Descent it was the new version with the app that actually was pretty badass.
2: I played it a couple times. I didn't care for it. But when I got um, the Star Wars Imperial Assault, which is the exact same game with the Star Wars theme, I liked that one. and I liked that one a lot. Yeah, the, yeah. that
0: one I actually did a full campaign of when I lived in uh, in Charlotte. Like a buddy of mine pulled well, I think, out that one. I think most people
1: can agree that anything Star Wars themed is better than the non-Star Wars themed. George Lucas does. Why, why would you want to be a warrior when you can be a warrior with a lightsaber? Yeah, that's a good point. All right? Um, but yeah, Descent, I think it was a good game for its time, but better Gloomhaven. Uh, completely replaced my mm. need
0: to play Descent. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, we didn't even play it for that much. I think we played it a little bit, and it was just kind of, it wasn't really catching on. But yeah, that was it was Descent, like, 1.0. And,
1: yeah, and again, lots of different dice is one thing I really liked, how the dice had the different symbols on them that did different things. New ways of using the same same uh, pieces yeah
0: I would say that after playing with them though the one that like really kind of kicked it off for me and that's when I was like that's it this is I kind of went all in on board games it was the Lords of Waterdeep I know I know he's laughing a lot of people like to talk some smack about it. No, no, no. it took me like
1: four tries to actually understand Lords of Waterdeep mm-hmm. I was I was like person who had like ten victory points at the end of the game because I'd be like looking at the mission okay I need a wizard put my guy on the
0: one wizard piece that was my turn. I never, I didn't understand it for the longest mm. time. Yeah, no, I mean, after the first game, I was like, right, I got the gist of what's going on here. But I've, I've never seen a game like that before. Like, Munchkin, I can attribute it to, like, Uno and, like, little card games. I would have... That mm. was the first worker placement I played. Yeah, and then, then... Then you brought out oh, Champions of Midgard. Champions of Midgard. And, and I was like... Immediately replaced Throw it. that off the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, so and then, So, and then was it Descent? I just kind of... It's like, it's like D&D, basically. It was mm-hmm. just D&D in a box, Okay. But yeah, but Lords of Waterdeep, I never seen it. I was like, wait, what goes on? Wait, I have to get resources. It was like, this is crazy. Hold on. First worker placement I played as well. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, once oh, Champions so probably of probably one of the
2: first worker placements. Again, like, in just one of the first games of its kind.
1: Yeah, well, the first worker placement, I think, is Pillars of the Earth or something like that. I haven't played it. But, but, but again,
2: Lords of Waterdeep. Lords of is, Waterdeep it is it stood the yeah. test of time, and it's the one people remember as one of the originals.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's right, though. Once Champions of Midgard came out, that was. That was the end
1: of I that. I immediately sold my Lords of Waterdeep and went all in on I that. even had
2: all the little little wooden meeple. Like, have, instead of the cubes, I bought the little D&D meeples. For I, bought,
0: I bought Myrner from Avengers oh. for my first place marker for my Champions of Midgard. I still need to get the expansions though. I haven't. I don't know why I even put it off. Because like, you got them. So that's why I never bothered picking them up because I knew you had them. Was and, like, the play, and the big play mat And the big playmat. The blanket. <laughs> the blanket, Yeah. So and then after the Lords of water deep, that's when I was kind of just my my buddy of mine just kind of kicked me into the deep end of the pool and he, he pulls out Terra Mystica, which you both look at me and I I still like that game I I love Terra Mystica sorry, I think it's a, it's a great game too
2: busy falling asleep uh, yeah it's just, I like playing good games
0: like he he took that out and I looked at the playmat. I was like there's no way I'm ever gonna understand this that's there's no way like I'm sorry, your turn
1: consists more of moving little things around than actually playing. I don't want to play that game. You
0: only move one or two things. Going don't gonna, like, the
1: Take the little yeah. discs take the little and move discs them in a circle. And then you move them in a circle and then and you, now you take they're the hexagon discs. and you move it over here and you trade this disc for that disc and then you move this over there and then you flip the thing over here and that, and half an hour later, okay, it's your turn. So do oh, you, can you can put who are a big, aren't jerks, you put a big oh, yeah. cube
2: that's a building on the board. Yeah, you can put the big cube or the little cube. And like you can and change your... it to a big pyramid. Yeah.
0: How is it any different than any of the other Euros that you play?
2: Because
0: the Euros I play are good. <laughs> so, for those of you out there who aren't jerks, Terra is actually a very good game, and they just came out with a recent expansion for it, So, so on top of the one that they had previously. It does
1: have great reviews. Anybody out there who's immediately typing hate
0: letters to us, bring it on. I'll fight you. It's about better game. Yeah, it's one of the few Euros that I'm usually not that huge with Euros, but Terra Mystica was the one that really, that just pulled me in hardcore into the, to the gaming to hobby, the and that's why I, I still have my copy. Like, I'll probably never get rid of
2: it, and I like to... You know, pull it out every once in a while. That's over. where I'm with my Catan. It's mm. I still have that original. I think it's the third edition that I have on the shelf that I'd probably not play very often. But that's, I'm never gonna sell it. Mm. Um, but the one that finally pushed me into the hobby where I'm playing bigger games was Seven Wonders. I was amazed that seven people could sit around the table play with the same deck of cards and have completely different outcomes, like because you you do the drafting. So I'm seeing the same cards that everyone else is seeing, but I'm collecting them in a different way. And I'm not only collecting mine, but I'm able to use your resources uh, to the people to the left and to the right of me. That I was just like, this is completely unique and different from anything so I've ever I, played before. I
1: do enjoy Seven Wonders a lot, but the person who taught me how to play was like an ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So it has that tinge of... I don't like that game because it was her favorite
0: game. Ah. Uh. Ah. So what you're saying is you're a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, a schoolgirl. Oh, I want to play. I want my, my girlfriend games. Right Are you
1: assuming my age and gender? I, yes. I, I know <laughs> your age.
0: She's <laughs> younger than me. so shut up. But yeah,
1: Seven Wonders is,
0: is actually a really great
1: game. I really enjoy Seven Wonders Duel. It's a great two-player
0: game. Fantastic strategy to it. Um, drafting is one of my favorite mechanics.
2: It is a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: What's funny is I actually played 7 Wonders Duel before I played regular 7 Wonders. Really? Yeah. It just I don't know, it just worked out that way. As in my friends with you, you were the first person I played 7 Wonders Duel with. I think we were waiting for oh. somebody at the game store. Like we were just kind of waiting puppy, for you to show up. Probably. And then uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, we we'll have some time to kill and just play a uh, we'll play no, yeah, 7 Wonders Duel." Like, okay. Speaking of drafting. I think we can all agree on
1: the next game, Blood Rage. Blood Rage is a great game. So that game, I remember it was the first game I I played where the loser of every battle was winning and I hated the game. So Sean that. pulls it out. <laughs> Sean whips it out. Doesn't explain anything. So but That's if not you're, true. If you I you're, explained no, no. the
0: rules. I you just didn't. I was man enough to let you play your own game, determine your own strategy. I had a method that I was going to go with. I wasn't going to say by the way, I'm going to be doing this. So in
1: later podcasts, we're going to be talking about how to teach games. But I I like to mention add that to the list
2: of things to talk uh, about in the future.
1: Yeah. So he does not explain that there's a Loki strategy in the game. I'm just curious. What is a Loki strategy? So in, a,
2: in, a, in a a Loki, Loki strategy
1: game? is when you're a female dog, for lack of a better word. I
2: think there's and, better words.
1: And you. Lose on purpose because what? Because there are cards, Loki cards, that give you benefits for losing. No way! Yes. This is also the first game where I see that. So yes. Eric Lang is, now that I know his style of gaming, I know that losers always gain something as well.
2: There's usually benefit yeah. for losing with his game.
1: But you can go in Blood Rage, you can go strong Loki, have all your guys dead, and end up with 5,000 points at the end. To be now, fair... For someone who's never played Blood Rage, Mr. Fair, doesn't know anything about it, I'm taking all the Thor cards, winning all... And every time, he'd be like, oh, but I played this card, so I actually win, and I'm taking the points, and I'm sitting there... This is the stupidest game ever. But then I bought it, and I did the exact same thing to another group of people, and it's the best
0: game ever. <laughs> now, to be... In my defense, it's not as if he's a newbie gamer. Like, he can read cards and determine strategies can I? fairly... Can I? I know, clearly not. <laughs> So and and you would think by like the second era he would be like I see what he's doing I'm gonna start hate drafting some cards or I'm gonna
2: now alter my strategy. I honestly to deal they with didn't that.
1: know what hate drafting was at the time.
2: Because why would you take a card that doesn't benefit you? And that's uh, lots it's, of people don't understand that. That's sometimes taking this card I'm not gonna ever use it to benefit me, but I'm keeping points away from you, which is my investment. It's an
1: indirect, yeah, indirection
0: is something board gamers learn. Later later in their leveling. Yeah, well yeah. even with Blood Rage though, there's not really a card in there that doesn't benefit you. There's ones that will combo and work well with what you have, but every card does benefit you somehow, someway. Right. And it's just it's just all a matter of just, how you use it. But that was such an impressive game. The minis, the board, the
1: destruction, the I mean it, it just when when it when it all ended up I sat there going, This is this is a game I want. Mm-hmm. This is this is a game
2: And that came out what, five years ago? And, and I then we say a little bit more. And then we all just spent another ninety dollars getting you that whole what? Kickstarter backing for it.
1: Mr. Eric Lang, if you're listening. Million dollar idea. More cards for Blood Rage. Yeah, just just another
0: card set.
2: So, yeah, I'd pay I'd pay money for a new set of age cards. Yeah. Although yeah. I would just be equally as
0: impressed if it turns out somehow, some way Eric Lang actually listed to our uh, debut podcast. That
2: would be cool too. That
0: would just be like I'd be
2: like, internet, make it happen. <laughs> But yeah, the Kickstarter that just came out for that—that that just what did we get that last week? Yeah, we all three backed yeah. it. We all three own Blood Rage. Yes. we all. Three this is how ridiculous
0: the- we are. We all own the game, and we all ordered the same exact thing. So now we all have a giant play Matt. We all have the same pieces,
2: which so we come with the big the big gods, and then. Couple of extra, three or four extra monsters. The little new.
1: plastic houses, the little plastic yeah. tokens. And, and here's the funny
0: part when was the last time we played Blood Rage? Oh, it's been a while. Yesterday. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. You, yeah, yeah, and have you played it since we got all that Kickstarter stuff? No, the no. no, no. Yeah, no. no. We just got it last week. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> Mine's still sealed. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, so, I
2: sleeved my playmat, so. <laughs> all right. See, what makes me real sad, though, is my Bahala board is signed by Eric Lang, so now it's like, oh crap, now I got this cardboard one, but it's part of the big playmat, so I'm just going to take the cardboard one that's signed. Put it on the playmat. You should try to stitch it into the cause. play mat. That'd be interesting. Just to show
1: off. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what we're playing, what we've been playing recently. What's new? What's what are we backing on Kickstarter? What's coming?
0: Well, I actually what just is... got one yes yesterday, day before yesterday. Yeah, no, day before yesterday it was one that I backed a while ago, but it's called Bites. I I mainly got it because I, I don't have remember this one. You I had it at um. Yeah, on Sunday. I don't, no, you back. weren't there on I Sunday. Was there, that's Sunday. right. Um, yeah, I played it with uh, with Scott. He was there. The Irishman. You'll you'll get to meet him. Yeah, you, yeah. you will you'll meet Scott. He'll be in there. Like, oh, cheerio. Uh, but no. So it's I got it mainly because my um, my my daughter is six now, and I saw so it's it's a really simple game. It's not anything overly complex. Basically, what you you are is your ants that have raided a picnic, and you have this trail of food. And you're just moving ants around and just collecting pieces of food. And then the ants will make it to the end at the anthill. And then the food pieces that you, you acquired will be worth a certain number of points based on how the ants kind of land on the anthill. That's really all there is to it. All you have to do is match colors. But I got it for her to kind of help with, you know, just adding math. and just It was yeah. pretty simple and she likes playing games now. Um, but what's cool about it is it comes with stacks of cards. So there's like, I think, four different sets of cards. And every game you pick one at random... And that's going to be the rule set for the game. So if you play it in its simplest form, it's very basic and, you know, just move an ant, get a thing, mm-hmm. get the points. But when you start adding in the other cards is when it kind of makes it a little bit more of like a gamer game. Because now you start thinking, okay, well, hold on. I don't want to move that ant because then it gives you the chance to do something else. Sometimes those simple games are the ones that are the best. Like, did you you all haven't
1: played A Fistful of meeples, right? Yeah, i yeah, played it. it. And so it's a little Mancala game, very mm. simple, but... It's just so much fun because there is strategy and simplicity. I will say mm. that I've is
0: a stupid game. I've it's always stupid. said it. <laughs> I wants. did not draw any stone. I literally played four rounds without drawing a single stone. That's because he was stone. just focused on getting gold.
2: Yeah. <laughs> every, every time he pulled out of the bag, it was gold. He was just right. hoping for some stone. Yeah, gold, I literally gold, had gold. one
0: thing built. And I couldn't build anything else. I'm like, there's no chance I have of winning this. Because I didn't draw any stone. Well, at the beginning of the game, you
2: get one building for free. And that's just part of the setup. Yeah, that's but the one that I had, the one Every building requires a mix of gold and stone. Randomly drawn from a bag. Randomly drawn from a bag that has two-thirds gold, mm-hmm. one-third stone, or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't draw a single one. So I had the starting building the entire game.
1: But yeah, um... And then, Michael, we have this gigantic box sitting
0: over here. Now, Don't talk about Alex like that.
2: Um, I did get the Mayday Crocodile board. I've been wanting one, one for a long time, and then looking at prices are just way expensive. So the when so Mayday, You got one
0: that you could see from the moon instead. Was, yeah, when much. Mayday
2: had their Kickstarter recently, I did spend a little bit more than I probably should have, but I do have a really nice Crocodile board now. I've um, actually never
0: played that. I've never played it mm-hmm. either.
2: I, I've played it several times, and I've played it at the conventions on the boards they have there, and they're always really nice.
0: Isn't it, isn't it basically like shuffleboard? You're just kind of flicking discs and trying yeah, to knock uh, them
2: Yeah, out. Mm-hmm. pretty much shuffleboard or uh, washers, some similar mm-hmm. to that. But it's a circle board, and you can play either one-on-one or two-versus-two, or even I think you play four-versus-one-on-one-on-one. Uh, but it's just a you have a little disc that you flick in towards the center hole, but there's pegs mm-hmm. of surrounding the center hole. And kind of like a dartboard formation where the closer you are to the center, the more points you're going to get. Hmm. But it requires some skill because one of the rules is you have to hit another piece in order for yours to stay on the board. So if you flick it and it doesn't hit any other pieces, it actually comes off it, even if it's oh. scored. Hmm. So it takes some strategy, and there's apparently a whole tournament circuit for it too, but I'm not going to do any of that. That'll be fun to play fun with. I
0: mean, that's interesting. Yeah. I was like, I and mean, it's funny like when I see things like that, because we like you said, like Washers, it's a game literally I played in grade school. We used to get like the <laughs> bottle caps and just melt like crayons into them, and then just play them that way, and just flick like bottle caps at each other, and now this tournament style,
2: yeah. Alex, are you getting any new games? Batman. Batman? Batman. Yeah,
1: the new, have you seen the new IDW Batman Adventure games? Tell us about it. Who is uh, it? All I know is it's Batman. What is it's Batman. it? Batman. That's all that matters. I mean...
0: Do I have to say anything else? It's Batman. I hate Batman. it. I'm going to hate it when he gets his it's game. Batman. Batman. He's just going to walk around like, You guys want to play this game? It's Batman. It's Batman. And then that's going to
2: be it's all we going to hear. Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to it. I got the Ninja Turtle Adventure game uh, a couple weeks ago as well. And that's been a lot of
1: fun. Well, I'm still on the fence about it. Because, I mean, it's one of those really expensive. I'm going to be dropping, what, $300 for this game? No. That's going to that sit on the show. How much was the Ninja Turtles?
2: 250 Alright, right. for how the all. Awesome.
0: How or how much I spent on folklore that we still haven't played yet? We because played what's, what's, what's you, what's guys, you were jerks the first time we brought hard. it out. We weren't paying attention to anything. What
1: why are you surprised that we were jerks the first time you brought it out and not paying attention to I'm not, but Alright. But yeah. So my problem is, and I'm guessing this could be a topic for another another show, is why spend that much money for a game that's going to sit on my shelf most of the time? I imagine us playing it once or twice. Because it's Batman. Then, no, it's Batman, dude. No, no. If, if they make a Superman, because remember the original Batman Chronicles that came out? The, uh, for Monolith? Yes. I kept posting, if you make a Superman, I'll, I'll back it. Make a Superman, I'll back it. I'll make a Superman bad guy, I'll back it. They never did. They actually responded to me going, Superman's too powerful. for. It's like, that's the point. You would have to figure out how to beat Superman with Batman, but if these people
0: make, I mean, they made a movie about it. They did, but did they? Okay, they filmed people doing it. I don't know if I would call it a very so. If this Batman Adventures game makes
1: like a Superman expansion, I'm definitely gonna. That's that's how they can get me. That's the hook right there. So, so,
0: me being the big nerd that I am, I will just say, in theory, they can do it. Because if you read the Justice League... Or but they can totally do it if they have the license. They, well, yeah. The but license, Batman actually the license they're
2: doing is the Batman uh, animated series? Well, there's a Superman animated series. But is the Superman in the Batman animated yes. series? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So, if the Superman from the animated series came out... In the Batman adventure games, I'd probably scream like a little fangirl and back it all in. Yeah. and in that's... the comics,
0: like Batman has contingencies on how to actually take down every member of the Justice League
2: in case they we ever turn bad.
1: Batman can take down Superman, but I would like to play it out on a on a game board, and I would like my Batman to kick your Ninja Turtles' ass.
2: That would be a lot of fun, though.
1: Yes, and totally doable because
0: I'm Batman. It's the Ninja Turtles. The
2: That'd Ninja be
1: a good fight. Batman would totally would be beat
2: fight. up the Ninja Turtles. There's four of them. Four, four versus one. Robin. Nightwing, Batgirl. There are four Batmans. You know, there's only one way to find out. Buy the game.
1: <laughs> that is a fair point. And speaking about things I'm crazy about, I got Olive Cats. Both of you have played. Have you played No, I haven't played Olive Cats yet. You've played Cats. I've All played of a Cowboy. couple times.
0: I mean, I saw you playing. It was pretty much patchwork with cats. Better than patchwork? Yeah, because there right. are cats on boats. That makes it better. Mm. Yes. I don't understand your argument. That was sarcasm. I mean, there is a reason. I don't agree. It. I think that was just stating a fact. There's also a reason why cat videos on YouTube is like one of the most watched cats.
1: It. I don't understand why you guys are fighting
2: those. But Ello Cats was a lot of fun.
1: It is, and we played it wrong a couple times, and it was still fun playing it wrong. But it's a great game by Frank West. I think it's his first game, his own publishing, and he knocked it out of the park. Production quality. I mean, this is what you want in a Kickstarter. It's shipped fast. Everything came as ordered. I mean, it. I recommend, highly recommend it to everybody out there.
2: Hmm. Uh, clinic. I got Clinic in the mail. Uh, it's a reprint of an older game that I've never actually heard of. I was looking at the Kickstarters. Like, this game looks like a lot but of do you have fun. a
1: thing for hospitals so you bought it? No. You just a thing for
2: nurses? Uh, a little thing. Oh. <laughs> but one of the things I was looking at this game is... When you're building the hospital, you're actually building it in three dimensions. So, when you build a room, it's adjacent to the four rooms next to it, also to the room directly above it and the directly below it. So, you're putting tiles on these rooms, on these floors. I
1: do want to play it because I've read reviews about it and people are like, this is
2: heavier than I thought. Oh, yeah. and then it's... I got the rule book and I looked at it and I was like, wow.
1: Because you don't buy, you normally don't get the heavy games. Mm-hmm. You're a mid-weight gamer and you like your weight. Oh, I, I do. <laughs> And when I when you bring games to the table, sometimes I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of like we're gonna have to like play Mario
2: Kart. I feel the same way every time I get Mario Kart. Force is fun though.
0: When I get like my ridiculous horror games. So for for those of you out there in podcast land, out of here, I am like the horror freak. So like if you make anything, the more blood, the more creepiness, the more like if you could make a board game version of like the creepiest horror movies, I'm I don't even need to see what it is. I'm like yep, we're in on that one. And then they both look at me like, oh, what kind of ridiculous horror thing did you get that we're going to have to play? And you have to play it once. That's the rule. That's the rule. Didn't you just get one like that? I did, yeah. We haven't played it yet, though. Because it just, it's, I haven't had enough time. It's a, it's a longer one. But I that did, was I actually did. one of my grail games, was Carnival Zombie. That was a grail game for me. I saw the review for it, like, a while back. It was actually a Dice Tower review for, like, top ten horror games. I'm surprised I was watching that one. And, uh, yeah, I saw Carnival Zombie, and I was like, it, it's a it's a co-op, But like it's a mixture of like a tower defense game and a resource management. So at night, it's two phases. It's a day and a night phase. And at night, you're just getting swarmed by stuff and you have to hold them off. But like you're pretty well defended. Like you hit things. Like you will just hit. There's no dice. There's not like that. You just say, I shoot these things. They just go. And then during the day, you're traveling around Venice, kind of like trying to collect resources and just trying to like build up your defenses to survive for the next night. And there's a couple different ways to win. You know, you could escape by boat, you could try to call in an airstrike, you can wait to the end and fight the Leviathan. But that was always one of my girl games and there's a second edition on Kickstarter that I backed. Because I saw that and I was like, I don't even need to look at the campaign. We're backing you. And then I get the unfortunate email of, Ooh, production delays. Womp that's womp. The worst.
2: Yeah, And there's, there's, everything's getting backed up right now. I don't, everything that's in production with the coronavirus and everything going on, all the uh, factories in China are shutting down for a bit. Unpopular,
1: is, unpopular opinion here. I do not care about any updates other than your game is being shipped. I do not need to know about production quality. What's going on? Well, I
0: did, and the reason why is because somebody wound up selling the first edition for like twenty-five bucks. I got it for.
2: I will say one of the very first games I backed. It was a mediocre game. Um, Burger, Burger Up. But they sent a weekly update every Sunday. And every it was one of the first games I backed. So every Sunday morning, I would go and read that update. And they were interested. They would talk about what they're doing at the factory, what art they were doing, the, I, the I, components, the playtesting. And I found it interesting to see the backside of creating a board game.
1: I get it and all. And I know there's people that need it. Because mm-hmm. you go to the comments and pe- that's the number one complaint. No update, no update, no update. But personally, you already have my money. I'm not gonna get that money back. Just should be my game. Yeah. Work hard. Work harder on getting my game faster to me. Yeah. When, I'm
0: mostly the same way. Like if I see an email, I, I'll glance over it, uh, even if if I read it, and then I'm, or if I haven't gotten it in a while, I'm like, yeah, I wonder what, what's going on with this one, and I'll mm-hmm. check. I'm like, oh, it's delayed. Okay. And then I just kind of move on. And um,
1: that's 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 uh, Kickstarter for you. Delay, yeah. delay, delay.
0: But since I had the opportunity to get the first edition, I was like, all right, I'm jumping on this because it's gonna be a while. And it'd be fun because then maybe in like a future podcast, I can actually do a comparison of first edition versus so second edition. So
1: things to look forward to, podcast mm. land. And speaking of co-ops, I hate co-ops, but Kickstarter has one that is tickling me all over.
0: It's called How to Play Nice with Others, Mr. I Hate Co-Ops.
1: I don't like co-ops. I want to murder <laughs> and, But yeah, this asking is...
2: asking about the time we played Flashpoint and he just saved the cat and let the house burn. I
1: saved the cat. Okay, people in podcast land tell me I'm saving the cat is the wrong choice but the house burned down the cat was safe but two turns two
0: things roommate, so you know at least two who's things are going to get the priority if something were to happen here
2: speaking of which if you hear microphones being buzzed banged or cats meowing yeah there's two in the house
1: well, they're the one of which the is sitting hours. on the table
0: at the moment
2: but simon
1: company or come on come on come on
0: i am not they, I, I cannot they, I, I cannot say that with a straight face there's no way i'm doing i'm calling him come, come
1: on, on. Come on, but come on! Release, as most people know, Marvel United, which I want to back like with all my heart and soul because it's I'm the geek of the group. Comic books, uh, superhero. Challenge geek. accepted. Bring it! <laughs> I will fight you. When was
0: the last time you bought a comic book?
1: I have DC Unlimited, so I have all the comic books there, and I have subscribed to Marvel Unlimited, so I have all the comic books there. And just yesterday, yesterday I went to go buy. Rising Sun Number 2. Did you get it? No, they didn't have it. They lied. But I went to go buy it. (laughs) That was my phrase. I'll let you know when it's out. I go every week. All right. Uh, But Marvel United came out on Kickstarter. And Chibi's Marvel... Chibi. Chibi's. They're like when you get regular... Like, let's say, the Hulk. And you give them a big head and big arms and a little body. And you make them look really cute. Like... Like Arcadia, think of Arcadia West. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, Th- those are called chibis. That's, that's the art style. Big eyes, big muscles, little bodies. Yes. Um, but I really want to back that, but it's a co-op. And that has me,
2: that has like two sides of me conflicting. But it's like Marvel and all the Avengers. I know, right? And it's but only it's also... like $130 for the all-in right now. I'm, willi- I'm willing to. Mat. It has a
1: play mat? It has a playmat? has a playmat now. Oh, if they did... Here's another idea for you, Mr. Eric Lang. If they did a crossover with Arcadia Quest, I'd be more interested. You're literally not that
2: idea.
1: Yeah, because they're chibis, so it would totally fit... Or Starcadia Quest, the new one that's coming out. The Starcadia...
2: When does that one come in? Didn't you
1: like uh, that Delayed.
0: One?
1: Yeah. Delayed. It's... Yeah.
0: They it might be waiting yep. to do, like, Marvel-Cadia.
1: All right, so... Yeah, that game just the minis look amazing. Lots of stretch goals. I might oh, I might back it just to have it. Maybe put it up for trade or sell. I don't know, but man, dude. see, there's a play map. People people out in podcast land, tell me your opinions. Why why should or shouldn't I get it? You
0: should All right,
1: so it. it kind of looks like our time is running up.
0: I yeah, but I did just kind of want to say because there was something you had mentioned about the whole Kickstarter updates things. I actually have, I backed one that I'm actually following every single update is a uh, Wonderland Wars. Oh, that, that was when you sent me that like months ago because you know I'm also a weirdo. I like I really into like alleg- you give me on the horror genre. He also thing,
1: likes little blonde girls. I t-
0: I'm marrying a blonde girl. Not yes. a little one, not a little girl. Um, right <laughs> before you even Man, he walked. He, right, to be clear, hold this. Leslie, he walked. He walked right into that one. I'm just saying. So, but no, but like when it comes to like, like creepy fairy tale stuff, or like 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 American McGee's Alice is like one of the most amazing games for me. It's like an old school. That like, was creepy.
1: really cool. I remember when that came out. That was
0: yeah. So I saw Wonderland was and like Alice in Wonderland. I was like, especially like the darker twist of it.
1: Have you ever read the Looking Glass Wars?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's really weird. cool. Yeah. Uh, so, but this one, the updates that they send you is story behind the game. So the premise of the game is after Alice left Wonderland, everything was kind of less, left in disarray. And uh, a, the world that was so based on chaos now had a level of order injected into it because of Alice being there. And the place is falling apart now because they don't know how to deal with that. Because it's hmm. built it, the, the, the world is based around nonsense and chaos and madness. And now that his order has been injected in there, Wonderland is like falling apart. So the premise of the game, it's like an area control kind of bag builder, but you're playing
1: as Push a faction. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks good. If he wasn't backing it, I would definitely back it.
2: I have their previous game, the Grim Forest. Mm. Production is excellent. The art is awesome on it. And it's the same designer and the same publisher. So mm. I expect nothing but great quality from the art and the good. But cool, I would yeah. watch
1: I would watch like what uh playthrough videos, because like Grim Forest, the play might be a little more simple than what you're expecting.
0: I, I still it's not gonna change anything. Gonna I, change I'm it. I'm back to it, honestly more based off theme than I did off of you know play style. Uh, but yeah, but every all the updates that uh, that come through there, it's like another snippet of the story. It tells you like a backstory of one of the characters, like what's going on with the Red Queen, what's going on with the Mad Hatter, so but yeah but I think we're gonna wrap up for now
1: I think that's a good first uh, good first podcast first podcast I think this is successful so
0: yeah so again we're gonna be kind of checking in things we do if
2: the audio quality is a little off we're still kind of working on working, working on, on that here and there. Um, Try to figure out things to talk about so if you have any ideas on things that we should talk about we're on know. all
1: the social medias we have Instagrams and Facebooks and emails, emails. We, e-ma- have, we have the
2: emails guys
1: we the, are high tech the that's email
2: right. is at thelonestarmeeple at gmail.com Please hit us up. Send us your hate mail or your love mail. We will read them. Right yeah, but give Little us your thoughts.
1: Uh,
0: kind of tell us what you're thinking, what you'd like to hear, kind of maybe just some suggestions or just some feedback about the podcast in general. And we will see you guys next time.